guys, it's Rami. We're talking Minnesota sports five days a week on Score North Live. Available on Apple, Spotify, the Score North mobile app, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you only have time to listen to one segment from today's show, here it is right now. Score North Live, I'm Danny Cunningham, joined by Brian Murphy and Judd Zolgad, taking you up until 2 o'clock today here on Score North on 1500 AM, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app. Just had a Minnesota Wild roundtable, which uh, you will be able to find podcastable here. I think we'll put it on the Judd's Hockey feed as well, Judd's Hockey Show feed. I believe that's the plan. So uh, if you want to check that out, really good hockey discussion because the Wild are really bad right now. And that leads us into what I think is the more fun thing to talk about, which is the worst teams that we've ever covered. Because Judd, you have covered a number of teams, like I said, you're old. Brian, you are experienced. <laughs> Man, I'm just taking that's it on Murph. I'm He's only a year ch- older than me. I'm taking it on I don't know you as well. So I can't call you old. I host with I'm him every old. day. I don't care. And yeah. he's got gray hair. You're good still. Yeah, that's so true. So I can I call him old. I'm fine with it. By I the can way. call him old. I, I can't do that to you. 50 next experience. month. 50 next month, boys. Really? Yeah. Oh, congrats. November 13th. If he gets oh, there. November I was going to say, I still got time to get. Oh, really? Yeah. Good Scorpio. Month. Yep. Good month. So they've covered quite a few teams. I haven't covered nearly as, as many as you guys, obviously, me being only 26. But. We've all covered some dysfunctional teams. We've all covered some terrible teams. And that's where I want to go because the, the Wild certainly qualifies that right now. But, Brian, I'll start with you. Give me the worst team you've ever covered in your career. I covered a lot of mediocre teams, which is kind of the worst thing you can do because they're not in, they're not that interesting. That's exactly you know? what Judd and I uh, said earlier today. Boring. I would say we were talking off air. It had to have been the 2011, 2010, 2011 Vikings because the 2010 team finished 6-10 and 10, seemed a lot worse because so much stuff happened. Childress got fired. And Favre was a disaster, and you know the, uh, the roof collapsed. <clears throat> the roof collapsed. There were the photos with Jen Sturger; those leaked out during that season. Um, that that whole drama played out. Um, but the 2011 team, what were they? Two and fourteen or three and thirteen? I can't three remember. And oh, they, they were won horrific. three games, including including the game in Washington where Ponder got hurt. They put in Joe Webb, Peterson. Towards got ACL and the Heat. That's and right, they, Christmas Eve. Yeah, they, towards ACL, and they bleeping won, won a game that they had no business winning. Like they should have been. They should have the, finished two and fourteen, and they would have been in the Lux sweepstakes, would they not? Yeah, Andrew Lux sweepstakes. Yeah, but that that's the worst team I've covered because that that's the one where at, at the end of the year, I think going into the last game, we were uh, post practice talking to Les Frazier, and I went such a sweet man. And he's a great guy, and he's just a great guy, like one of the nicest people. And I said. Have the Wilfs told you your job's safe, Les? And he's like, mm, I'm not, you know, like Judd. And that that's the one where he finally said, Judd, leave it leave alone. Leave it alone, Judd. Leave it alone. Because I said, Les, you're three and third, or you're at the time, you know, you're three wins. You're like, this team's awful. Like, people get fired all the time for this. Yeah. Wasn't that when, at the, after that season was over, because that was when Rick was officially named like general manager. Correct. Right? He had been yeah. with the team. Yeah, that, but been, wasn't that when he had like the emotional, the emotional, press conference or whatever where I guess he like had shed a tear or something like that after going well yeah because he was so happy to be in charge because he he knew at that point he could eventually fire less they made the playoffs the they, next they year it, they made it very yeah. difficult next year with Ponder and they couldn't the fire fact. him and so they fell off the next year yes and Les got fired another year 2014 Mike came in but that was a and it was a Brian's it was, right it was Those a veteran team and it was a bad it, it, we were talking about the wild kind of getting toxic with veterans yes that was Jared Allen that was uh, was Hutchinson still around in 2011 or was he gone by then I don't remember he by was that a grumpy point. old Might man still too been there. um uh, Jared Allen was a bad bad mix in that room because it was all about him and his sacks well he didn't and, care about anything else and it was pretty uh, cool. oh yeah that was the 22 sack season for him right yep it was and that's yeah. all he cared about um 
God, who else was just an awful? Cedric Griffin was around back then, around then, and he he was That's the, the he, name. He soured, uh, but that was the one best story. Twenty ten. Oh, Danny Cunningham. There's so many of them. But I'm not kidding. Yeah, but before it all started, Vikings are playing a preseason game in San Francisco. I think at the old stick. Yeah, at Candlestick, and I'm almost positive it was that preseason. Murph and I went to a bar in San Francisco oh, yes. to get a drink. <laughs> Imagine and this that. Is, and this yeah. is coming off. But I, rem- I know what you're bringing up because I remember but this, this conversation. The, but this is how it happens. 2009, you know, Favre, unbelievable. Magic. And they brought everybody back. Now, in retrospect, bad idea. But at the time, we are thinking. And Murph and I start talking and, and drinking beers. And we're like, what could go wrong here? Like, you know something could go wrong, Right. And the premise was, if if I recall correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong about this, the premise was, these are the Vikings, and things usually go wrong. Or that no matter what happens, it's either going to be a replication, it's going to be a great follow-up, or it's going to be uh, an epic collapse. And we could have never predicted no. everything that happened that season. But Literally, yeah. the roof came down I, on the team. Yeah, no one, was gonna, no one was calling for that to happen. No. But uh but we're so we're going through Childers these. got fired, Harvin went down in an ambulance uh in preseason. Collapsed, on, collapsed the on the field. field, they had to back the ambulance yes, up. Yes, at Winter Park. But so but we're talking about what can go wrong here. What you know, this seems and like Murph just said, nobody could have predicted this thing went as far off the tracks as you can possibly go. You guys haven't even mentioned the trade for Moss, too. Yep. Oh, Randy, Randy Moss. Yep. Randy <laughs> Moss, he and I got into it. That's right. And oh, New in New York. York. In New that's Jersey right, on Monday night. What, what's that story? Oh, so yeah, that's right. I I I I stood up to Randy Moss and won. I need to hear this. Um, and, and won. This is uh, impre- this is impressive. It's uh, I saw it was so uh, mid season they acquired him. It was the first game he played. It was in New York against the Jets at MetLife Stadium. Yes, Monday night, right? Monday night game. Now again, another one of these things that nobody outside of sports journalism cares about. But remember, it, there was a thunderstorm that night, and the game was delayed about three hours. So all, of, all of our deadlines are blown we're already pissed off about that but Favre connected with moss and it was a record-setting touchdown for far for, for, for some number it i don't was, know what it was, it was. 500th touchdown thank guys. you of course manny would know that that's yeah. what it was I'm it was a milestone it was a milestone catch that moss made i can't remember if the, i think the vikings lost i don't think they won yes they did lose okay yeah. so in the locker room it was like 1 30 in the morning i know that it was late 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 everybody's crowding around moss because this is his first game. This is his first opportunity to talk. And he caught a very significant touchdown pass. And uh, he says, I'm not talking. And everybody's just kind of like backing off. Like, well, what do you mean? You know, what? and I even said, I said, well, what do you mean you're not talking? And he says, did you not understand me? I'm not talking. You got a problem with that? I said, yeah, I got a problem with that. You just caught, you just caught Brett Favre's 500 touchdown pass. It's your first game back in Minnesota. The fans want to know what's going on. I'm not talking. I don't care about, you know, whatever. So he, st- I stormed off. He stormed off. Apparently, New York Public Radio caught the whole thing on tape because it was played for a couple of days like that. And <laughs> nice. um, what? Uh, oh, I'd love to hear that. Sam. Now. Um, oh, now I'm drawing a blank. The Italian guy from ESPN, Palantonio. Sal Palantonio. Sal Palantonio came yeah. over there. And Sal Pal. Sal Pal basically kind of got on his knees and begged Randy to talk. Come on, Randy, just give us a couple of minutes. Come on, Randy, give us a couple. And he finally did talk. Oh, that's what happened. Yes, he did. Also, oh, Sal Pal. I, Sal I thought he relented to you. No, he did not relent to me. I did not. I just stormed off. And, and that's him. the one where Favre, Favre post game was asked nothing, nothing but Sturger questions. But Sturger questions. And and so he's at the podium. 
and he would answer questions by lifting his left hand and showing his ring off as much as possible. <laughs> and so, like, his whole press conference was... Well, his wedding uh, ring. Yeah, his, his wedding ring. But he's, like, fl- he's throwing his wedding ring hand around, like, see, I'm married, I'm married. He's like, you know, did I play a good game? I mean, I guess we could. And then, meanwhile, his hand's, like, gesticulating the whole time, so we, we all know that he's happily married. And you got to understand, this was his... Uh, this was this story had only broken maybe a week or two earlier. So you, you had Moss coming back in his first game with Minnesota, catching a 500-touchdown pass for Brett Favre. Yep. And Favre is in New York for the first time since the Sturger story broke. Correct. So all the tabloids are all you over remember, him. Do you remember? So so the Sturger... And this is all at one thirty and 2 o'clock so, in the morning. So it's 2010. It's 2010. If I'm not mistaken, Deadspin broke the Sturger story. Yes, they did. And in 2010, we were all like, okay, Deadspin, whatever, What's this? And they had cell phone photos, which were unique at the time, too, I think. Full disclosure, though, we, as reporters here, ignored it. What happened was the Twins opened the 2010 Division Series against the Yankees at Target Field. And so for the Wednesday Favre Access, the first time the tabloids came after him was was they sent their Yankees columnists and reporters (laughs) to Winter Park to be like, hey, Brett, there's the story. And that's where it started to snowball really, really quickly. And by the time that, that we... In fact, I think the Twins lost to the Yankees on Saturday or Sunday in New York. The Jets and Vikings played on Monday. Right. And by the time we got there, there was nothing but star, uh, Sturger Favre stories. That's amazing. There was that's nothing... incredible. In fact, in fact, Scoggins and I never left our godforsaken New Jersey hotel room because that whole weekend so much was breaking on that story. Because we're like, we'll go to New York, we'll go through the tunnel, go get a nice dinner in Manhattan. Yeah. We spent the entire weekend reporting in that hotel because there was nothing but, oh my God, there might be more breaking news. And then you had the Moss, the famous Moss press conference after the Patriots game, too. That was a month later. That was Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. I seem to remember that being Halloween. The famous why line. That, why that? Uh... I have it right here. Okay. I'm not going to answer any more questions for the rest of this year. If it's going to be uh, an interview, I'm going to conduct it. So I'll answer my own questions, ask myself the questions, then give y'all the answers. And I think he was wearing a Red Sox hat or a Patriots hat. He, he was wearing a Red Sox hat, I think. And and the story is Scoggins and the boys were standing at Moss's locker where he was supposed to talk. And the famous story was Moss looked at him and he's putting his jeans on and says, I'm going to podium. Yes. And Vikings PR is like, oh, my God. Yes. No. <laughs> Live oh wire. And so I'm sitting there and in Storm's that was Moss. Great theater. In Storm's Moss for a press conference at which he went and because the guy's smart. Like you can never take that away from Randy. Dude is smart. Said sure. nothing but praises for <laughs> Belichick and Brady after and the Kraft Patriots just. And Mrs. Kraft. <laughs> they just rolled him too. I miss those guys and, over there, and, man. And he, and he was released the next day. And the reason why was was so he and, and Tahi, that game got done. He and Tahi are the first two guys. They walk into the locker room in Foxborough, and the Wilfs and all of his friends are standing right there. And Randy looks Ziggy straight in the eye and says, you all better get yourself a new bleeping coach because yeah. this one can't. And that's why Brad released him. It, it had nothing to do with um, the, uh, the, the restaurant, the catered food. It had to do with the fact... And Brad released oh, him the next day, and he never. And last thing, he never. Tanuchi's. Yeah, it would had nothing nothing to do with that. That's all BS. But but he released <laughs> him the amazing. next day, and never told the Wilfs. And that's why. Brad that's got why fired. he got fired. Yep. Yeah, he cut him without telling him. That's all right. right. Oh. I, like I said, twenty ten. We could go on for days. I'm on that upset season. that we're. Uh, I'm mad. We're at the top of this hour.
Well, you got I'm, I'm mad we're at the top of the hour and I have to break, but that is incredible stuff.